everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. And today I am so excited to welcome our special guest, Stevie Wright, to the show. Stevie is a certified food freedom coach, personal development junkie, healer, and coffee lover. She spent the last several years constantly working on herself to go from disconnected, playing small, and not ever feeling good enough to free, empowered, and self-loving. Stevie realized she wanted to help women do the same and now offers high-level coaching to individuals and groups. Stevie also hosts transformational women's retreats. Her mission is to help women ditch the drama with food for good and come back home to their bodies. Welcome to the show, Stevie. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Absolutely. And, you know, I I love that we're bringing this topic of body image and food freedom and just self-love in general to this show because that's something that I constantly try to remind people is that wellness isn't just about like the food you're putting in your body or how much you're working out. It's so much about your mindset and your emotions and it's, you know, mental health, it's emotional health just as much as it is physical health. Um, So I'm really excited to hear what you have to share. Thank you. You know, I really, really love this topic. It's near and dear to my heart. And not only because I'm a coach, but because it's done such transformative work in my own life. And I've seen such shifts by doing this work. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's very special to me. So I'm thrilled to chat about it with you. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just kick it off then by you telling us a little bit more about um, your journey and how you got into this line of work and, and kind of what it's done for you personally. Sure. So I was starting out as, I started out as a health coach actually. And before I was health coaching, I really was in, I've talked about this on podcasts before, but I was really in this kind of quarter life crisis place where I had no idea what I was doing. I was working a dead end retail job. I was treating my body horribly and just eating takeout like four times a week and just not really taking care of myself. And so I there was one night where I was like wrist deep in a carton of ice cream (laughs) and um, been there. And we all have. (laughs) And I really thought to myself, like, this cannot be all that I have to offer. I have so much more to offer than this, but I just didn't know what it was. And I knew that in finding my purpose, I had to take care of my body first. And so even though I didn't know what I was doing with my life, I knew that I had to get my body in check and not even from a place of um, vanity, but from a place of wanting to feel good. I just didn't feel good. And so I um, started working out, I was eating healthy. And then um, about a few weeks later after that um, kind of pivotal night, I was watching Netflix and came across a documentary called Food Matters. And it was, I watched it and it was just, it just blew my mind that really the food we put into our body is so important. And, um, I started researching the filmmakers and literally was led to my health coaching school and signed up the next day. So I spent the next year getting my health coaching certification. And it really was this moment for me where I was like, I can help people. I can be in the wellness space and I can mentor and you know, get inspiration and give inspiration. And that was so exciting to me. So, and this is like a fast track. So I'm, I'm, I'm obviously skipping (laughs) things here, but basically I spent the next year getting my health coaching certification was seeing clients. They were getting great results and everything. 
However, something was still off. Something was still missing. And what I was realizing is that clients would come to me and I would do these six month programs with them and they would really start to trust me. Right. And they were telling me some intense stuff, limiting beliefs and trauma and abuse and childhood wounding. And, you know, Megan, I was not qualified, nor did I know how to help them. And so it was kind of another aha moment for me where I was like, wait a second, I don't do meal plans anymore. I don't want to do nutrition. I don't want to give you a kale salad, kale salad recipe. I want to work on this stuff. I want to work on the deep emotional, like the emotional hunger cues. Like let's heal the emotional hunger cues so that we can heal the, heal the physical hunger cues. Because a lot of my clients were talking about binging and um, emotionally eating and using food as a drug and numbing out and whether that's food or social media or TV. And so it was just, it was this moment where I was like, we need to go deeper. If I'm going to give someone long lasting change, like if they're going to have a sustainable transformation, it has to be we have to go to the heart first. It has to be emotional and mental. And so then I got, I found a program called Hungry for Happiness that just blew me away. And I got certified as a food freedom and body image coach. And now I help women, like I said in my bio, ditch the drama with food for good, come back home to their bodies and really get connected with their truth, with their bodies, with their higher selves, with their voice, with their inner child. And connection is a really big part of the work I do. And that is why I'm here. <laughs> so I hope that answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's such a, a beautiful journey to realizing uh, that it's, it is so much more than just the food we're putting in our bodies. And I think that there are so many women out there who struggle with feeling like there's something wrong with them. And like, why aren't they good enough? Like, why, why can't they figure it out? You know, the other women seem to have it all figured out and they don't seem to go home and binge every night. And like, why can't I just like get this under control or, you know, those, those sort of limiting beliefs continue to run the show until they really realize like, oh, there's just deeper work to be done here. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. I just, there's some things I haven't looked at yet. Exactly. And that's, and that's a standpoint and angle that I take with my clients is that you are not broken. There's nothing you need to fix. There's nothing that I'm going to fix. All that we're going to do together is collectively as a team, we're going to dive deeper into like what you said, the deeper issues, the core wounding, the, the stuff that happened as kids that um, maybe we haven't taken a look at yet, the shadow. And let me be clear. It's definitely not all doom and gloom. <laughs> right. It's, it's actually very liberating to look at this stuff. And it's very exciting to be curious about yourself and to uncover, you know, things that you hadn't realized. And it just gives you so much more context into taking inspired action when you know, you know, why you, tr why you're triggered and why you get jealous and why you have anxiety. Um, so, but I definitely, I come from the standpoint that I, you are not broken. There's nothing here to fix. All that I'm doing is seeing you as I, I see you so clearly as your higher self and I'm going to hold you to that stand. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, you said a couple really, really powerful things there. Um, one being that it's liberating. And I think you're so right. Um, for me personally, having experienced that sort of transformation and seeing it in some of my clients as well, like you get to go from feeling like your life is kind of 
dominated and ruled by these things that feel a little bit beyond your control. And then when you start to start to do a little bit more of the work and look at those deeper layers, you, you feel this sense of freedom that maybe you've never felt before. And it can sound to some people, it can sound impossible to others. It can just sound silly, but like having a free relationship with food is one of the most incredible experiences that you can, you can come to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also the other word that people come to what, um, uh, even more than silly or, or, um, what was the other word you used? Um, I, I can't remember, but, but also the word that comes to mind is people are scared to go there. Yeah. You know, of like what might come up. Oh and, yeah. You know, something that I encourage my clients is that your power is in your pain and anything that comes up, your body can handle. And if you can't handle it, if you're not ready, then your body won't give it to you. And that's totally okay. And so just knowing that nothing that comes up, a lot of us have this story that it's going to open a can of worms, that it's, um, that it's going to break me in two, that I can't handle it, that it hurts too much. And in fact, the more you feel into your emotions and let them come up, the easier it is to transcend them and to heal them. Um, but what doesn't work right is numbing and, and, uh, pushing them down. And I promise you to all of your, your audience listening, it's so much harder to live numb. Like you think it's easier. You're just numb, right? But no, it's so much harder to be numb because that's why we have anxiety. That's why we have a depression. That's why we struggle with food and body. You know, that's why our relationships are wonky rather than not being numb and feeling that's so much easier. And yes, it might be painful and it might hurt, but it's so much easier. And, and like we said, we talked about it liberating and you have so much clarity and something that my coach always says that I love is she always says in order to heal you have to feel <laughs> and I, that's so good oh it's so true too you can't you can't heal anything that you haven't been willing to feel right right and I love what you said too you know you touched on this point that you're essentially just like holding the space for people to do their own work like you're not healing them you're not doing it for them and I think that this is something really powerful in this age of like so many gurus and like experts online and somebody who can help you with this and that, like to realize that at the end of the day, we all have the answers within us. Sometimes it just takes that person shining a light on them and holding a really safe space for us to go deep and get vulnerable. And still to know at the end of the day that like we are our own best healer. Yes, exactly. If, if someone tells you that they can heal you, run for the hills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it really is true. There is, I mean, there are really beautiful, talented healers in this world who, like what you said, just hold a really sacred container in which you can do your work um, and where there's no judgment, there's no shame, there's no guilt. And you hold that container in that safe space for their soul to show up, but you're not doing the work for them. Um, mm. A coach is really just helping along the path, right? It's not going to fix you. It's, and again, there's nothing to be fixed, but it's not going to give the answers. It's just creating that place where you can do your work. Absolutely. So along those lines, what would you say somebody should look for in a coach? Like if they're looking to start to do some of this work, what are some really like key, you know, factors that they should look for in, in somebody that they're going to trust, trust themselves with to be vulnerable? When I'm looking for a coach for myself, I always really find it uh, attractive when they, when there's, when, when I know that they do their own work. 
Mm, yep. Where they've invested in themselves, where they're in therapy, where they're, and not that they need to tell me that, but I just can tell that, that they're doing this work on themselves. I think what we have to look for is a coach that embodies this work and not someone who puts the coach hat on and then takes the coach hat off at the end of the day. Someone who is this work, they be this work, they are this work. Um, because what I, what I've noticed for me is like when I'm with a client, what I'm saying honestly is just as much my medicine as it is theirs. Yep. And I'm like, then I'm like, note to self. Be, I mean, yeah, learn yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we all teach what we need to learn. Exactly. My therapist just said that. That's so funny that you said that. She, she, she just said to me, um, we teach, we teach what we need. Yep. So I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And so that's something that I look for. I also look for someone who's going to be very loving to me and, and hold space, but then also give me a kick in the ass when I need it. Um, and so it's definitely not, they're not afraid to possibly, I don't know if offend is the right word, but possibly, you know, go to a place where I'm, I might be triggered or I might be like, you know, like, like confront you confronted. Exactly. That's it. That's it. I think there's a really needs to be a really healthy balance of both that loving kindness and the confrontation where they're helping see and shine a light on the things you might be blind to. I love that. So, I mean, given that, you know, we teach what we need ourselves, how would you describe your own relationship with food at this point? At this point? Oh, good question. So before, when I, before I was doing this work, my relationship with food was, you know, I never quite had an eating disorder. I mean, I guess you might be called an eating disorder, but I just couldn't eat without feeling guilty. Honestly, mm-hmm. I couldn't eat even like, even if it was like a salad, I couldn't eat without feeling guilty. Like nothing sat, nothing, nothing sat well in my tummy, nothing sat well in my soul. And, um, so now I can enjoy food. I think that has been such a special shift for me. I can enjoy food, whether that be chocolate cake or, you know, a cocktail and, that and, you know, a delicious salad and, you know, something super nourishing. So I trust myself now. I think that's a huge thing. I trust myself that if I have this brownie, then I'm not going to have brownies for the rest of my life and sit on the couch and do nothing. That in fact, if I have this brownie and really enjoy it and not feel guilty about it, that it's going to kind of lose its power that I'm going to be like, great, I had a brownie. It was delicious. And I can go on about my day. And that's just kind of it. Um, That is such a huge one. I feel like I encounter so many people who believe that when they give themselves permission to eat anything, that they're going to go crazy and they'll go off the rails and just eat everything all the time. But like you said, it, it actually, that permission just takes away the, the power of the food so that you can have it when you want it, but you'll find that you probably don't want it as much as you thought you might. Yeah. And that allowance to enjoy is huge too. Something that I've been working mm. on for myself is receiving. And I think a lot of women, I notice a lot of my clients struggle with receiving as well. And I've been working on just opening and expanding my container for worthiness. And I've talked about this before, but I definitely have a worthiness wound as many of us do. And that's something that I've been working on for the past several years uh, to heal. And I've been working on expanding my worthiness container so that all the things that want to come in, all 
the abundance and the love and my dreams, all the things that are mine to be had can fit. If your worthiness container is just this little box, there's nowhere for all the things that you want to fit. It can't go anywhere. And so I've been working on um, expanding that in my, in my meditations in the morning. Um, and I think that also goes within the food because allowing like yourself to receive the receive, I'm going to say nourishment, even if it's a brownie, honestly, because mm-hmm. a brownie can be so nourishing to the soul, especially if you're really letting yourself enjoy it. And just receiving that, all that love that food has to offer. And maybe that sounds woo woo, but it's true. It's just receiving in general, allowing yourself to enjoy has been huge for me lately. I love that. That's, you know, such a a beautiful place to come to in terms of your relationship with food. And I think something that everybody deserves to experience and is just that, that joy that can come from food and that nourishment. Absolutely. Would you say, do you have any like transformations or stories that stand out in particular to you when you think about the clients you've worked with and maybe how their lives have transformed from this work? Ah, oh, yes. I'm yes. sure you've got a ton. <laughs> um, I have a client, I had a client I worked with, Jody, who is just like a ray of sunshine. And she came in with a lot of anxiety. And um, she, by the end, was saying that she feels so much less anxious, like next to none. And if the anxiety does come in, then um, she has the tools now to talk to it and to love on it and to converse with it so it doesn't have power over her, which was so, like, it brought me to tears. I have another client who just told me that she feels so much more connected to herself and connected to her body and that she knows what her body wants intuitively where she, before she had no, um, she had no channel of communication with it. And now that channel of communication is like burst open. Um, so that's awesome. Oh my gosh, my, this one client, Um, Sam, she struggled really with using her voice and was just really, really shaky in her voice. And um, by the end of it, she, so side note about me, I'm a professional singer and I've been in a band for the last like 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, So I use the voice in my coaching and uh, because it's, it's it's such a passion of mine. And so I have sometimes like, I'll do a, a, a session where I have my clients sing and they are so uncomfortable and so contracted and so small. And by the end of it, they're like big and like loud and yelling. And it's obviously, it's not at all about sounding good. This is really about using the voice to tap into your power. It's about opening the throat chakra. It's about speaking your needs, speaking your truth, um, taking up space in the world and getting really comfortable using your voice in your everyday life. And so, um, we did a session like that with Sam and she just blossomed. And so I noticed a huge change in her after our three month program where she could, could barely, it was really hard for her to even raise her voice. And then at the end she was like yelling and screaming and it was amazing. (laughs) Wow. That is a really incredible transformation because to see somebody come alive like that is, is so special. And I mean, I'm sure that was so beautiful for you to witness. It was. So yeah, it was. Those are, those are a few that come to mind. 
oh, you're making me want to work with you. Peace and better relationship with your body and using your voice. Like these are things that everybody can use. Totally. Okay. So the last question I love to ask is what is one other wellness or self-care practice or daily habit that you swear by and cannot live without? Meditation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really have found such healing in my meditations and more than meditation, it's really a self-love practice to just be with yourself. And I struggled for a long time with meditation. I really, really struggled with it because I had to be with myself and being with myself was uncomfortable and getting quiet with myself was uncomfortable. Um, but as I've, as I've kind of evolved in my healing journey, now I crave it. And um, so I'll do breath work in the morning. I will um, also, oh, also my morning routine is huge for me. My morning routine is really, really special. Um, that usually looks like getting up early, going to the gym, coming back, having breakfast, doing my meditation, and then starting my day. Mm -hmm. um, so meditation, what else? Morning routine. I really am digging collagen. I know it's like the hot thing, but I really do love it. I noticed that my um, hair around my hairline is growing back. <laughs> like all those yes. things. So those are like three things that come to mind, like one practical one, but then the other two are just so, um, so per like pertinent for me. Yes, I love all of those and swear by them myself as well. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Of course. And thank you so much for, for being here today. If um, people want to learn more about you and, and your work and what you do or they just want to follow what you're up to, where can they find you? Yeah, so my website is steviewright.co, um, S-T-E-V-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T. My Insta is stevie L. Wright with an underscore. And I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I will be, um, I, I think I'll, maybe I'll do a group later this year, but I just find it so much more intimate with one-on-one -on -one, and I love the dynamic of one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I do have some spots open in my one-on-one -on -one practice. I'm going to be um, hosting a transformational retreat, women's retreat in Hollywood in October. And that is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Is it um, like a, a day retreat, a, a weekend? It's going to be a weekend, Friday through Monday. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be so good. Breath work and sound baths and really high-level coaching and a private chef and a gorgeous, gorgeous house with a pool. It's like going to be so great. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, I will link all of your information in the podcast description so that anybody who's listening can go ahead and um, check that out and follow her. And Stevie is actually also going to be speaking at a um, fundraiser for my nonprofit, Be More, on May 1st. So if you guys are in the LA area, um, make sure to reach out to me and I can give you details on that so you can come hear her speak live next month, uh, which I'm super excited about. Thank you again for that, Stevie. Oh. Of course, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Um, we're also going to have a sound bath and some restorative yoga and lots of goodies for everybody. So, um, And it all benefits a good cause, um, helping young girls with their body image and self-esteem. So such a needed conversation. So thank you for inviting me to that. Absolutely. Um, and thank you so much again for being here today. It was such a joy to talk to you. And I can't wait to explore these conversations further with you. Um, and to everybody who's listening, thank you again for tuning in.
be sure to go to my website to subscribe for updates at empowered-bodies.com so that you can be the first to hear about the upcoming episodes and latest guests on the show. And until next time, have a happy and healthy day. Thank <laughs> you.